Hello and welcome to Messiah's Upper Room Podcast. Each week, you'll join Messiah's Upper Room Bible Study Class led by Pastor Jim Adi. This week, we continue our series over the Gospel of John. Enjoy. Somehow we got onto the subject of Kanye West. Anybody know who that is? Do you know who that is? Who is that? Who is he? He's a singer, a little more than just a singer, but he is a singer. He's married to the Kim, yes, and he's trying to keep up with them, right? Yeah. You caught that. That's good. Yeah. All right. Okay. And so what has happened in his life recently that has uh, got a lot of publicity? Yeah, he, he, uh, he, he's become a Christian. And how did that happen? The same way it happens to every single one of us. How's that? Some of us got baptized as little babies. Some of us didn't. Some of us got later. But through baptism or through later in life, something we came into contact with. What was that? Yeah, the Holy Spirit, right, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was just kind of floating around, and but something else is through which the Holy Spirit works. Through the Word. Somebody... Somebody presented the word to him, or he came into contact with it somehow, and he came to faith. And how do we know that? Because the word does not return void is what God's word says, right? Yeah. So we look at him, and we would say about him the same thing we'd say about ourselves. I put this up on the board for the sake of the podcast. I'll have to sort of say what's there. But we all start out what? Dead in sin. That's right. The Bible talks about that. And so if you're dead in sin, what does that mean with respect to your capacity to become undead in sin? Which is the same as being alive. If you're dead in sin, can you save yourself? No, no you can't. Any more than dead people, physically dead people, cannot, cannot resurrect themselves. They have to be resurrected. So if you're dead in sin, it takes something else that's more powerful than you to create new life in you, to give you new life, to give you forgiveness and salvation, all the stuff that goes with that. So, so somehow the word came to Kanye West, we don't know how, but it's the same word that we got, and in the same way that we were dead in sin and couldn't save ourselves, he was dead in sin and he couldn't save himself. And so then he was, was given the gift of faith and salvation, and that's what the Bible calls justification. In Lutheran world, we make a big deal about justification. We're justified by God's grace through faith in Jesus. So why is everybody doubting this? And I don't mean everybody, but you'd be amazed what sort of conversations are going on on the internet this, this week. I've been thinking about it. I think one of the difficulties that we have, and this sort of what came up at the end of, of the class last time, is that if you have salvation and you've been justified by grace through faith, shouldn't it show up in your life? Yes. Really? What if it doesn't? Then there's something wrong. <laughs> then you're saying the word didn't work. Or you've rejected it somehow? Yeah, but if you say that you hadn't, and you say that Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord, that doesn't really sound like somebody that 
has rejected it. Pretty easy to say. Pretty easy to say. Yeah, true. But if you don't change your life and try to emulate the way Jesus taught us to live. Kind of seems like it ought to be that way, doesn't it? It seems like it. <laughs> okay, we're getting a few hands up now. Yeah, I hope this is troubling you. Okay. Sanctification is, is a daily work. It's an ongoing process. We're not just, just don't go from being a piece of fruit on the tree to a ripe fruit all at one time. True. Okay, so you're saying that that once you have salvation and you've been justified by grace through faith, then what happens is now you get to live it. But when you're first starting out as an infant in your faith, right, that probably doesn't look the same as it does as when you are mature in your faith. So there is a, a process here. See, this is an event. I came to faith. I got saved. I was born again. You know, whatever is the words you want to use, they're all the same, right? That's an event. This is a process. And I think sometimes what happens in our, in our thinking about very public people who were like all of us at one time here, and they lived it. And we see it plastered all over the place. And then they go through some sort of encounter with the Word, and they come to faith in Jesus. We're still back here thinking, well, what about this over here, and how does that overdo this over here? I'm looking at the sal living your salvation. I think we get stuck in that. And we think, this couldn't possibly be real, or we wonder if it is, the salvation part, based on wondering if the, if the, the living, the sanctification is really actually the real deal. And see, that's where I think we just trip ourselves up a little bit because we start doubting the power of the Word to work in a person's life, irrespective of what they were before. Because again, the, the version of my life being dead in sin is probably a little different than his. But it's still the same. I'm just as dead. He's just as dead. Okay? And that means that the new life that he has is the same new life that you and I have. But where you are in your faith journey probably is more about where you are in your sanctification. And so the question came up last week with respect to the fruit of the Spirit. Well, then if, if someone has salvation and is justified by grace through faith, then shouldn't we ought to be able to see the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness? And I would say yes at an infant place when it first starts out. And yet, even having said that, go through that list, Phil. Go through that list. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, self my favorite. <laughs> so, which one are you the most mature in? Hmm? Oh, yeah, it gets real quiet now, doesn't it? Yeah, because, because we all know what? We are, we are made holy by, by Christ's righteousness covering us. But that doesn't mean I'm living it. And so every single day, every single day, we repent and go back in faith to the gift that was given to us in our baptism. Every single day, one day at a time. So that's one of the things I want us to think about is that 
we're not in a position to judge whether or not this was real or not. Any more than you could do that with somebody in your own family. And we probably sometimes cut family members way more slack than we do celebrities. Me. Or ourselves, yeah. Okay, hands. Yes. I just think now in our society, everything's such a shame. I mean, you, don't, you can't believe anything anymore. It's like there's so much shaming going on, you know, that um, I think just like Kanye West, people probably think, oh, just another gimmick, another... To get right. Them, you know. Yeah. And again, I would sort of, I would say to us, when we're tempted to think like that, because of the world we live in, where everything you just said is totally true, is to be careful that we're not assuming that because everything else is that way in the world, that this is... Because what's at stake is... Do I, do I believe that God's word really works? Do I really? Yeah, we do. So we want to pray for him because he's a new Christian. And if it turns out that it's just fake, well, God knows that. I don't know that, right? Okay. And God will deal with him. And I have enough to do to deal with myself. Exactly. <laughs> I, I am not going to repeat that because I know everybody in the room heard that. But I should say on the podcast, who said it, right? Daddy Lukey. Okay. Me. Yeah, but you're right. About me. And me. And you. See, we have enough to do to deal with our own sanctification, Right. And we'll let God worry about it. Now, now, here's where, again, would be slight little caution, okay? He is in a position publicly to influence a lot of people, right? And so that sort of brings to our mind that we want to be attentive. But it's not so much attentive to what he does. It would be more attentive, at least from my perspective, attentive to what he says, what he teaches, what he claims as being the truth or the version of the truth. And again, I would sort of argue that when people are at the very beginning, here, will you watch that for a second? Thank you. Okay. When people are at the very beginning of living their, their salvation, living that sanctified life, they may have an immature view of the faith and what it means to live that. Okay? So let's grant him that. Let's say he's a newbie. Right? And in the same way that you and I weren't very spiritually smart either when we first came to faith, I think that we can sort of make the argument that there might be other people in the world just like that, right? And because of that, that is part of why we're in a study. That's why we're in discussion. That's why we're in the, in the Word, so that the Word can speak to us and that the Word then can grow us because obviously we're all aimed for heaven, but heaven is not based on your sanctification, it's based on your justification. So you can mess this up. You can mess up the living out your salvation as we do every day. But that doesn't change your salvation, correct? And then, as we learned this morning in the sermon, when we get to heaven, covered totally, right? So pretty good deal.
Okay, Phil, because you started this last week, we'll go with you. Well, I just want to make a, a, a comment on the, the assumption that Kanye West is a new Christian. I would argue that he is showing to be a maturing Christian. Okay. Because actually going back, I've been, I've been listening to his, his previous albums uh, over the past couple of weeks. And I mean, like, there are some, like, he, draw, he dropped some, some verses and, and, and uh, lines in his songs where he's still, he's expressing that Jesus is king and that he, need, that he still needs Jesus every, every day of his life. And, there, and that's been, I mean, I've only gone so back as, like, the albums that he's released in 2005 and, and going on from there. But I would say this is more of an expression of him maturing, if that is the case. I haven't listened to his most recent album. Well, Phil, we want you to be sure you listen to all his albums between now and... Hopefully, you'll still have time to do your job every day. All right, so let's put the, word, let's put the, the suffix I-N-G. See, whereas here, the suffix is E-D. When something's happened, it has happened, right? But sanctification is an I-N-G. It's an ongoing, maturing process. And when will you finally be mature, people? When you get to heaven. Now, can I be more mature now than I was before? Yes. But I don't know what the epitome of maturity looks like. But when we get to heaven, we'll know. Okay? So that's, it's very fair to say that maybe he's not a new one in the faith. I think, I'm thinking he is because I, this is the first time I've ever heard, not of him, but of his name associated with Christianity and with faith and those kinds of things. Does that make a little bit more sense? Actually, Brian is the one who started this last week. So, yes, Brian. Well, I think it'd just be so overwhelming for him because, like, my faith, it was kind of a private thing. Your faith is a private thing? When you came to faith, that was a private thing? Now he's on TV, he's getting railed by media. I mean, I would, his challenge to keep his faith, I'm like going, we never experienced It's a different gig today. Yeah, when you come out in, in, in a public way to proclaim where you stand on something, Christianity or whatever, then you can expect and to some degree have to be prepared for a lot of blowback. And some of it's blowback where people are genuinely interested and they really want to explore that with you, and others are just opposed, and some maybe are even be, being paid to oppose. So it's just a little bit of all of that, what will you do with it? It took a, takes a lot of courage nowadays to go public with something, does it not? Yeah, it sure does. I don't know if I would do that. Yeah. But again, I'm just cautioning us because we talked last week about being kind of where does where judgmental stuff come in? And, we t and now I remember what, how we got onto it. Is that we were talking about the tax collector, the, the parable of the tax collector and the uh, Pharisee. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. And then in the sermon, we were talking about Zacchaeus. Well, I mean, Zacchaeus is almost like the example here, right? So you think Zacchaeus, the day that Jesus came and he received him joyfully, is the day of his salvation. Because Jesus said in... Today salvation has come, right? Okay. Then Zacchaeus in the middle of the party gets up and says, I'm going to live this out. What, remember what he said he was going to do to live out his salvation? Yeah, he was going to bankrupt his family. Those of you that maybe did math in your head while you were listening to that would do the math and think he's given away half his goods 
And then he's saying, if I've defrauded anybody, which everybody knew as a tax collector, he had defrauded everybody, I'm going to give away four, fourfold. See, I always think to myself, what did his wife think <laughs> when he got home from the party that day? And he told her what he had done. I don't know. But anyway, that's living out your salvation. That's what that is. Okay? All right, we have other hands here. I'll make sure I catch. Yeah, Carl, you've been very patient. Two things come to mind on sanctification uh, and justification. Uh, your point on justification being an event. When we're justified, regardless of how old we are. Regardless of how old, yeah. I think two things that come to mind are, number one, Jesus said, we all come to him as infants. Mm-hmm. You know, must be able to come to, come to him with... Suffer the little children to come to me, basically. Right. Uh, the other thing is, I was once an LAC. Mm-hmm. And those two events suddenly were, were there, and your point of what happens is that, that as a, a, just, a newly justified person, you come in at a mountaintop. Yeah. I mean, it's just, whoa! And you're ready to share somehow. Right. And you're only speaking very simply, and I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Because of this the wonderful faith is mm-hmm. simple. Sure. Yeah, thank you for that. It, we should never underestimate or, or uh, discount the power of the Word. And even when the Word is coming out of our imperfect lips, which we kind of tend to be a little bit critical of that or self-conscious of it, but the Word does, the word does work. It works. It does its thing. The thing is, I think we always don't always see the visible of it. And when we don't see the visible of it, we just assume, well, it must not be there, or it didn't take, or, you know, the guys gave up on it too quick. And we can't say that. God can say that. But what we can do is keep on in the Word. Keep on doing what we're doing. So that we don't just sort of say, oh, I already know that. Oh, I'm already there. Not a good move. So it's always a case of becoming. It's always a case of growing, always a case of maturing. Make sense? Okay, any other thoughts? Didn't you ever hand up? Yeah. Yes, I did. I, I think there's some things we forget in this process is that God has a purpose. So He may save me in a certain top point in time. Yes. And then I can go silent as a, I'll say, a spy, an unactivated believer for a long period of time. An unactivated believer. I'm sure we've got some unactivated believers. But, I'll tell you, what makes me feel good is, see, Moses was in those dotted lines Mm -hmm. for 40 years. Mm -hmm. So, I don't think I was at 40 years, but I had a pretty long run before I began to be able to talk about my faith. Oh, I got you. So when you mean unactivated, you're not talking about uneffective. You're talking about opening up kind of idea. Yeah, you're, okay. you're growing, you know, like the, <laughs> the seed in the ground. Nobody yeah. sees it. So, well, he must not be saved. Right. Yeah. I'm still in the dirt. Okay. And I haven't bloomed yet. And you so haven't I bloomed. That, that those dotted lines yeah. you know, are kind of up to God is, okay, you know what, I'm not going to need Richard for 30 years. 
I'm gonna leave them in the dirt for 30 years. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm dormant. Oh, dormant. Okay, that's a little different than unactivated. <laughs> well, when he blooms, man. And that's probably true of the church. I mean, the, that red letter challenge. Yeah. To wake up some of the dormants. The dormants. <laughs> and and then you can then you can speak. And you are. <laughs> and we're happy for that. I mean, we are. We're happy for that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's God's. He's the one in control. And that's at the end of the day the thing that we want to remember. God did it on the front end, and he's going to do it on the back end. And, you know, maybe I'm in there kind of messing it up in between. But that's the beauty of forgiveness, and that's the beauty of salvation, and that's the beauty of, of whatever it is that God does or uses to enhance your maturing process. Yes, ma'am. Peggy. Well, how do we bring in the Holy Spirit and what he's saying? Because the Holy Spirit is in us all time working on us. And you're talking about being dormant and maybe not speaking out, but the Holy Spirit's always working on us and teaching us and working. And so how do we explain that part? See, we're not ever going to get to our lesson for today. <laughs> but that's okay because we're in our lesson for today, right? Okay, so uh, I just want to make sure, Peggy, I'm understanding what you're saying. Okay, because... I'm hearing the use of the word dormant from the perspective of that I'm a quiet guy and more introverted and I probably am quieter than I am noisier. Not that extroverts are noisy. I don't mean it that way. But, <laughs> but I just mean, I know this is terrible. I, so I want to make sure I, I, I don't, I'm not sure I know what you mean. When you're asking that question. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not following right what you were saying when he says dormant. Yeah. Dormant to him, I guess, or to all of us should be that we got it all going. Oh, okay. Spirit, yeah. Not saying it. We're not saying it. So right. I'm trying to get clear on that. Yeah. Because in my mind, the Holy Spirit is working all the time. That's right. And teaching us. Yes. And guiding us. Everything we do. Yes. So I guess what he's saying is that this doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to just speak out because the Holy Spirit is working on us. That's right. We're a quieter person, and so he calls it dormant. Yes, I think that's what you meant. Isn't that what you meant about dormant? Yeah, that, he's saying yes, that's what he meant. Okay. Sometimes it takes the Holy Spirit 30 years to wake us up. You know, and, and again, to use that idea, see, I think one of the things that happens sometimes is, is that we think that when we come to faith and we have salvation, that we would be so uh, outspoken about it. We'd be so like, oh, I'd be so filled with the joy of the Spirit that everybody would know. And maybe I'm just a quiet person and nobody knows. So, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week, that when you come to faith in Jesus, does your personality change? No, you're kind of the same person. Now, there might be some things about you that change, and it might be that with some training or some going along, going with somebody else, you know, a lot of people that are very quiet are very talkative with one person. They're just not talkative with a whole big group. So again, we, we can't look at the outside of the person 
with respect to that sort of outgoingness and assume from it that, that now we can make some decisions about whether or not that person is, is, is saved or not. You, you just can't do that. But by the same token, living your salvation in the fruit of the Spirit, you know, the way that you live, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and let's just name 10 other things, might be different than the way I do it. Might be. But God uses everybody with the personality you have, with the, the, your style of being, God uses all of that. Because if everybody in the world was like me, how fantastic the world would be. <laughs> right? Not. Not. Okay. So, you know, d- depends on the situation, those kinds of things. God uses different people different way. But it's the same Holy Spirit, same word. And maybe we go from dormant to less dormant over time. Okay? Yeah. On this analogy, though, when Richard was still on the ground, he was still being watered and fertilized by being at church, being around other Christians, by the word being... So he he was dormant in that he wasn't blooming. And I think we all could be that way. But we're still getting nurtured. Yeah. And there are still people... Tilling the ground, preparing. Yeah. And it's, it's important to continue to, to, nur- to cultivate the soil. It's, even if you're looking and you're thinking, well, there's nothing growing here. You know, I, that's kind of what we do is we get judgmental about, oh, there must be something wrong with that seed and the fertilizer and all that stuff, right? And all we're really trying to do is talk in terms of the process. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. Any other wild and crazy questions for this morning? Well, yeah. (laughs) Any others over? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead, Patty. Isn't this what we're going through with our president? (laughs) That you you went to a dot that I don't know the connection. No, I mean, he says he's a baby Christian, and others say he's a baby Christian, and then all the people point the fingers and say he doesn't do Christian things, mm-hmm. you know, he, he tweets weird stuff and yeah. mean stuff, and, <laughs> and yet we can't judge him, we're not supposed to judge him, we just can pray for him. Mm-hmm. We can look at a person's actions, and we can determine if they were wise or foolish, we can determine if they were right or wrong. We can determine if they are good for uh, the country, not good for the country. We can make those determinations, and that's not judging in the way that the Bible uses the word judge. The way that the Bible uses the word judge is about when I look at the outside of you and then I try to make judgments about the inside of you. Okay? That's God's job. And I think too often we try to play God and do his job instead of just doing our job. And again, I would sort of argue with the, the idea that while I'm doing that about you, I probably ought to spend a little time on me so that I can make sure that I, my motives are in a good place. Okay? So that's all I'm probably going to say about that. Kind of dodged that bullet, didn't I, Phil? That was excellent. Yeah. It's Kathy. Well, it's the difference between discernment and judgment. Yeah, I think we could use that word, yeah. I think we can use discernment. And one thing I decided a long time ago about when I chose my path, 
think long and hard before you slap that uh, fish decal on your car. Declares you're a Christian. Yeah. And you're driving that car. Nowadays. Don't do it. Yeah, nowadays. Uh, you know, because the minute you start acting like, oh, there'll probably be days you will. Yeah. You basically said, I'm a fool. Yeah. So we need to watch our what we do. I mean, that's just yeah. part of that being a Christian. And maybe watch it even if you don't put that on your car, okay? But there's something to be said for that in the, in the sense that when I publicly state or have some symbol of that publicly that I'm a Christian, then nowadays that's not seen as complimentary. So be pre- just be prepared for that, okay? And then we go back to that verse in Peter where, where the Bible says, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. So a lot of us haven't really been working on our reason too much. To where if somebody questions that, if somebody comes to you and says something about that, well, you're, you're in a position where you can talk about that. And that's a witnessing opportunity, believe you me. Phil knows, because he's doing that all the time on the internet, in between when he's working. <laughs> right? Okay? Yeah, Tim. I just got to say this quick story, speaking of uh, bumper sticker theology. Uh, It reminds me of a devotion my mom once read, and this is based on a true story, where this lady is driving and gets cut off and comes to the driver at the stoplight, and she starts screaming and cussing this other driver out. Mm -hmm. There's a cop behind her who pulls her over and uh, takes her out of her car, takes her down to the police station, and she's sitting there for an hour or two before the cop comes and says, I'm sorry, this is a complete misunderstanding. When I saw you yelling what you did to that driver, mm-hmm. and then on the back of your car I saw the sign saying, Jesus is the way and follow me to Sunday school, I thought the car was stolen. <laughs> okay. That was a good one there, Tim. So, again, it just sort of says, though, that people are watching. And sometimes we think they're not. And again, see, it, nobody's going to do the sanctification perfectly. And, and the difficulty of that is that when you stand for something which is this, then people are extra watching you how you do this. And when you fall short, a million people will call you on it if it's public. And they probably will make judgments about how real are you really a Christian. And what kind of church do you go to? You know, see, all those things happen. Now, maybe they happened 50 years ago, but the internet didn't exist then. And so then the, 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 the pervasive message of it goes out everywhere. And that's part of our world today. That's part of life for us. And so now to be prepared for what you will do with that. And believe you me, a lot of people are tempted to go dark, to go dormant, to go... I'm not going to say anything about anything because I don't want all the blowback that's going to come to me. I don't know if that's the right thing to do or not. I don't know. I mean, I, I struggle with that myself. So it's a little bit of, okay, what would you do with it? Well, it's an opportunity to witness. But, you know, our own, how we live our life is as much of a witness as what we say. And we hope we're consistent, but we're probably not. And so what's the, what's the great equalizer 
that comes from this, that, helps, that comes from justification, that helps us with sanctification is forgiveness. You can talk about forgiveness to people. And if you do, that may be the first time they've ever heard it. Because you don't hear much about forgiveness on the internet. You hear about who got wounded and who got offended and who's hurt and that sort of stuff. That's what we, we hear a lot about. But if you get to talk about forgiveness, now you're moving it from the negative to the positive. And to me, that would be an awesome thing. I, I've said this before. I would love it if somebody put something out on the internet where they said, here's the bad things that happened to me. And I forgave it. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Well, maybe the world won't do it, but you and I can. So the next time you know somebody, and maybe you're you, yourself, you're tempted to tell somebody else about some bad thing that happened to you, or somebody did something mean, or they hurt your feelings, or whatever it is. And I'm not, not saying that I'm d- diminishing or discounting that at all. But you can do it both on the internet, and you can do it in person. And you end that with, and I forgave him, and I forgave her. And even when you're thinking to yourself about what that other person did, and you don't tell anybody else, but you tell yourself, like 10 times as many times, right? Each time you tell yourself, you say, and I forgave him, and I forgave her. You will move it from the negative to the positive. That's huge. And maybe, we have, what do we have, 100 people in here? We could do 100 people. Could make a huge difference just with that one thing. And that's living your salvation. Right? That's living your salvation. Okay, we come to the end of an hour here. All right, I, actually, actually, I'm going to end a little early because I've got to go back to work. I, this is not work, but I have to go to work. Um, which is uh, a second service since Pastor Wilmer's gone, okay? So any closing thoughts that have little, very little to do with what's on here, please don't ask any questions about what's on your outline today. But I just felt like that, I felt like that we sort of left that hanging last week, and, and it was a good, it was a good, it, it was a good time to reflect last week. All, I, I thought about it all this week. Do you want to save you? Do what? Do you want to save them for next week? Shall we? Oh, then I won't have anything to do this week. Wow, awesome. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's just hang, uh, save them. And uh, you want to leave them here? Or what do you want to take? If you take them with you, you have to remember to bring them back, okay? Because we like made a million copies. All right, well, let's just do that. If you'll leave them on the table. And, but those of you that want to study ahead for some really provocative questions that you might want to ask, then, uh, then we could, you could do that too. Just make sure you bring it back. Yeah, Mike. Kanye gave away a thousand bottles. Did he? Event it was was to follow up his. Yeah, yeah. So Kanye gave away a thousand Bibles is what is what Mike said. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. They said 2,000 people came to faith at his last concert. Yeah. Well, his concerts are church services. Yeah. He's, he's doing concerts as church services in there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we just pay attention is what we do. Pay attention. Okay, that's okay to do that. 
All right. Any other thoughts as we close? All right. Well, let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for our, our conversation today. It, it reminds us it, that it seems like the world that we live in today with how public it is, it, it kind of puts us in a bit of a quandary. It puts us in a, in a bit of a, a place where when somebody who's had such a public life then publicly comes to faith, and then where everybody's remembering, oh, what, what your life was before isn't what it is now, it's just hard to sometimes know if something is the real thing or not. Well, the good news is we don't have to worry about that because the real thing is your word. And the real gift that we have in our lives is the same gift that Kanye had. It's the same gift that we had. It's the word. And the word works salvation. It works justification. It brings us to faith. It creates that in us. And then we just get to live it out each day. And even when we're living it, we're living it on the basis of the power that the Word is working in us. So help us be mindful of that, Lord, for ourselves. We get kind of focused on other people, but we have enough to do with ourselves. And yet at the same time, help us to rejoice where people are coming to faith and not doubt it or question it. And then we just get to see when we get to heaven who really was and who really wasn't. So Lord, watch over us this week. Uh, be with us in whatever ways that we witness the life that we have with you, that each day we can live in thankfulness of that as we rejoice in what you've done for us. Keep us close to you, Lord, and to each other until we're together again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Messiah's Upper Room. Here at Messiah Lutheran Church, our mission statement is sharing his light. That means sharing the light that is Jesus Christ and telling others about his gospel. If you want to join us in that mission, please share this podcast with someone that may want to come and better know the light of Jesus. Use one of our past episodes as a starting point to start a discussion with someone or use a past series as a personal Bible study or devotional for your family or small group. If we've given any value to you at all, consider leaving this podcast a rating and review on iTunes. That will help us climb the iTunes rankings so we may better spread the reassuring good news of Jesus Christ and continue to share his light with anyone willing to listen. Thank you again so much for listening, and until next time, may God bless you throughout your week. Bye.